Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates from Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Penny, who's here to talk with us about the Monastery Garden. Welcome, Penny. Hi, Anna. So, Penny, in the Tending the Garden articles you write for the Monastery Newsletter, you write about what the garden's been teaching us. What are some of the insights the garden's been offering lately? Well, um, first of all, when, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the first lesson the garden offered actually was years ago when when I became uh, kind of the champion for the garden or the planner for the garden. And um, uh, I was part of a group of people who were sitting around in a circle and um, various monastery tasks were being uh, offered. And the last monastery task on the list was the garden, and I was the last person in the circle. And I really had no interest in doing the garden, but but there I was and there it was. And um, so I just want to put in a vote for the power of saying yes, mm. um, because it, the garden has turned out to be just wonderful, but I, hadn't, I didn't want to do it. Um, but I was thinking about that, how I got involved in it, and I was thinking about the year-long retreat and, you know, the question of if you were going to apply for, to be employed by the um, awareness professional um, professional awareness corporation what 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 would you say about your, yourself and I think one of the things that this has helped me learn is that if you commit to something uh, into a, uh, an endeavor and the endeavor says well this is what we need doing um, that saying yes uh, is part of that commitment and also it can lead to you to to places you would not have chosen to go and that have turned out to be quite wonderful mm-hmm. So underlines that illusion of separation from life, right? The I that that knows what it wants and doesn't want and thinks it can imagine how things are going to unfold. And as you say, it was all in that saying yes. And things have unfolded and possibilities have opened up in ways that you could never have imagined. That that principle of life takes far better care of us and and uh, has better ideas for us than we could ever imagine, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. And then another uh, another <laughs> insight that's offered by the garden all the time is you know you you work with the you work with the garden and uh, but it really has a life of its own mm-hmm. and um, and so I, I just uh, last week we had a wonderful uh, occasion of just of really seeing that so uh, at this time of year suddenly everything grows like mad I mean mm-hmm. things have been sort of going along and and suddenly you realize that. It's a jungle out there, and so just to try to stay even with it, um, we have we, we have on the on the list of things to do: weed whacking and watering, and got to do that. And so last week that was high on the list, and then the weed whacker wouldn't start, and the pump broke, and so um, and so we ended up watering with watering cans by hand. Mm-hmm. And um, but what was so fun about that was. So there we were with these two tasks, and one of them we really couldn't do at all, the weed whacking, and the other was going to take much longer than we planned. And what I knew was that <clears throat> the garden was not going to say, well, you know, we'll just stop growing until you get your whacker going, or we just don't really need water. Um, we'll just hold off until you, <laughs> until you get the pump fixed. It, it has truly its, its own life, and it's going to live it. And, uh, and our, 
our um, relationship with it is we adapt. You know, we, we're in conversation with that garden, and we will find a way, and it will find a way. But, you know, it's, it's, a wonderfully, um, it's a wonderfully alive and very impersonal place. And it's, it has its own life, and it's doing what it's doing. And, um, and we, just, we just learn to, to be a partner with it. Um, but it has, you know, it's not at all under our control. Mm, I was just picturing it as a beautiful dance, Penny, the way you were describing it, that the garden is a, is a living process. It's alive. It's vibrant. It grows. It doesn't stop growing just because the weed wrapper broke. Right. It's, uh, it's dynamic. And, uh, and we get to be in conversation with that. Yes. We mm-hmm. have to be. We have to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, related to that, in terms of insights that the garden provides all the time, one of my favorites is that, um, so my, my responsibility for the garden is to, is to have an idea about what we might do when we get there. And it's helpful to plan that. It's helpful to lay out a plan. I send a plan every Monday morning to the monastery. And it's very helpful to me and I think to you know, others of you that when you come into the garden, we can say, well, this would be a good thing to do today. How about doing this today? But the thing I, that, again, is, you know, uh, uh, related to what I just said in terms of the garden having its own life is that um, what I really learned is that planning is its own process. And it's a very fun process, and it's a very satisfying process, and it can be very helpful. But it may have nothing at all to do with what actually happens. Mm. Yeah. So, so we plan, you know, we'll spend this amount of time doing weed whacking, or we'll spend this amount of time watering, and then, you know, the whole the systems don't work. And so you do whatever, whatever presents itself to do. And uh, that's just so helpful because it's so... Um, for somebody like me, I'm a, I'm a five on the Enneagram, you know, and so laying out a plan, you know, laying out how it's going to work, the flow chart, <laughs> is very satisfying to, this, to that part of me. And so it's been so um, humbling and enlightening and helpful to really get it that I can totally enjoy planning, and then I have to realize that that plan has nothing to do with what may actually happen. Uh, it may or it may not, um, and it, it doesn't... It's not a reason to let go of planning, and it's not a reason to think that planning means anything. Mm, not a reason to let go of planning. Not a reason to let go that planning means. Not a reason to indulge the illusion that planning means anything. As you say, planning is a process. And what I'm hearing, Benny, is that it's all a process of presence, right? So we get to be here to the plan. We get to enjoy right. making the plan. And then we get to be here in the garden for whatever's arising in the moment that may have. Nothing to do with the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, it would be, you know, it's when you work hard on a plan or you, you have it laid out and it's so satisfying to see how it looks on paper, um, it, it's easy to become frustrated if it doesn't work out that way. And the, the garden has really helped teach me that there's no reason to be frustrated. It helps mm. a, a great deal actually to have a sense of humor and to just get it that these are separate processes, as, as the monastery says, as practice says, one process does not lead to another. And, and so to um, <clears throat> where an ego would go is, well, either the, its planning is just awful and it doesn't mean anything, or doggone it, it should. And, and to just really get at that, what I'm doing in this instance, planning, is, one, is something, and as you say, very involving, and that's where my attention and presence are. And then when I get to where I'm to the garden, 
that's a whole other thing, and maybe the plan relates to it, and maybe it doesn't, and, and either way is just fine. Mm, either way is just fine. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Truly nothing wrong. That you get to enjoy being present to the process of planning and enjoy getting being present to whatever unfolds in the garden, and that, as you say, your experiences that that frustration is uh, is not a requirement. The 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 layer of suffering added over on top is not a requirement. Right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, if um, they know it's not an insight really, but it's an experience, um, is just the sheer enjoyment of being mm-hmm. in a in that place with all that living with all that living material and also that uh, it's really fun to share it with other people. Mm. Um, I think it's just, it's really fun to work in the garden with a crew. Um, and uh, it's been sort of, you know, it's been a, it's sort of too bad that this year with COVID we haven't had some of the people from outside the monastery able to do that. But yeah. um, it's a very satisfying process, I think. As, I think working with a crew anytime is, but I, I just find in the garden that, when we're all just sort of like Santa's helpers in there, you know, uh, doing this piece or that piece or this piece or that piece. Um, it's just a, it's a wonderful feeling of um, corporate effort and mm. that this truly is all of our garden and we all belong to it. Mm. Yes, yeah, truly, truly stewarding, huh? That process yeah. of stewarding, that being in conversation, being in communion, being in that dance with the intelligence that animates in the form of the garden, and and just working outside and getting our hands right in the soil. It's um, yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us here to- today, Penny, and for all that you do stewarding the garden. Thank you, Anna. Mm-hmm. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. And we'll turn the show over to Michael. Wonderful. Thank you, Anna, and thank you, Penny. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air, and it's my pleasure to be joined tonight by Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Great, and there were so many gems in that conversation, I don't know where to start, actually. (laughs) Truly, yeah. One of my favorite pieces was uh, just that image of the plan, you know, plan all laid out, <laughs> yes, and then yes. life does what it does. And and those the points that Penny made around that, especially that it's not personal. And yes. I just got such a sense of um, it's like, you know, it's it's how we get to everything is our teacher, and that we really really feel like everything is on our side, right? Because it's my experience that anytime we we have that agenda that may not so yeah we've got our plan but then when there's that ego agenda (laughs) backing it up and life runs into it it's so helpful as awareness practitioners to get to see that and to get to as penny said then just have a sense of humor and just oh okay i guess we're watering with the cans today (laughs) (laughs) right and and we're not weed whacking (laughs) we're doing that another day apparently (laughs) yes i just love that also related to that that planning is not wrong and right. when it doesn't go as planned, that's not wrong either. So exactly. sounds like there's nothing wrong <laughs> again. It sounds a lot like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. And I have an announcement here. Okay, great. Join Sangha on Sunday, April 18th at the Celebrating Going Beyond Self-Hate 
virtual workshop in honor of the guide's birthday and the International Day of No Self-Hate. Sounds Love exciting. Yes, yes, great. Yeah. And for this and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And uh, we're a quick start into the show today then. Jen? All right. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael. Hi, Jen. This is Bev calling from Kentucky. Hi, Bev. Hey. Um, I love the good news about saying yes. Um, you know, of course, we, we are encouraged to do this in our practice. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I said yes to today was, you know, I live in the Eastern time zone, so it's 8 o'clock here, and I'm a very yeah. early riser, and mm. every week I commit to that I'm going to listen to the live open air, and many mm. weeks I get talked out of it. And mm-hmm. so um, today I thought, no, you know, I'm going, I even put it on, sent it in my uh, daily Keeping Commitments Buddy, and, oh, um, brilliant. you know, when I start looking one day recently, one of the re, uh, programs, someone talked about what, you know, is there evidence of that? And so I started thinking, well, you know, I'm so tired. I've been up since so early this morning. I can listen to it on the archives. And But when I really started looking at that, it was like, you know, I sit up and watch TV or I sit up and read or I sit up and do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just didn't hold up under when I started examining it, that there's no reason in the world I can't join the open air on Tuesday evening. So I said yes, and I I did, and I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, and and happy to have all of that laid out because it's so perfect, isn't it? So, I mean, because so many things about it. So you participate in the morning radio shows, and at some point you hear someone say, you know, kind of looking at that. You know, it's the old Sherry will often say, is that so? really examining it. So here's this commitment that you have that you really want to do each week, listen live, it's kind of at the end of your day, you get up early, so, so you're easily talked out of it, right? The voices try to talk you out of it. But so today it occurred to you, oh, there's that, that thing I heard someone else say, let me try that. And so kind of looking to see, is that, is that so? You know, am I really too tired to listen to the show? And it turns out, oh, I'm not. And so you got to say yes to your commitment. Yeah, and there's sometimes that I have listened and I've fallen asleep, but it's still like I still kept my commitment. I still showed That's up, right. uh, you know, and more than often than not, I don't fall asleep. So it's just exactly. I, I really appreciated hearing that reminder of is what is the evidence that that, that is true, you know, because most of the yeah. time when I examine those types of beliefs, there's no truth to it. There's no evidence at all that supports what I'm being told. That's right. That's right. And it is similar to the good news conversation, isn't it? So there, you know, Penny brings down the garden plan and then whatever actually happens, happens. So you bring forth this commitment. My commitment is to listen live to the show and then you get to see what happens. You know, sometimes you get talked out of it. You see what happens there. Sometimes you come to the show and you listen right through. Sometimes you come to the show and you fall asleep. So you just get to work with all of it. Yeah, it's it's just been really, um, as we've gone through the new year with our new uh, year-long retreat, just 
so much of the judgment and so much of the beatings have fallen away and that just makes it possible to really question and look at and see more objectively what's really going on you know the just the fears not there anymore that's huge Bev. so when the beatings start to fall away when we're not engaged in that the fear starts to fall away and what becomes available is things like well let me what's the evidence here let me actually look at that that's okay. what becomes available when we're no longer in the self hate and that's why for me at least it is so important to be involved in every part of the practice I can especially anytime the sangha is involved because I hear constant reminders of what yeah. to come back you know of what I know works and I also see how much everyone else struggles with the same things I'm struggling with. And so yeah. um, I yeah. just am so grateful for this practice and the Sangha and this opportunity. Boy, so, yeah, exactly. Participating together, we really get two things, don't we? We get that reminder that I'm no different than anyone else. We're all up against the same thing. Everyone else has the same stuff go on that I have go on. And we also get reminded of what works. And we get yeah. to really, and I love, you know, that description, I, again, Sherry will often say, all we need to do is show up, right? Because we're looking at awareness this week in the year-long retreat. Awareness is soaking it all in, right? All of it. And so we're just sitting there and we're listening to the show. We're hearing what works. And then as we're going through our own workshops in our life, in this case, listening to the show live in the evenings, it drops in something that you heard someone say, right? That yeah. was registered. And there it is. So I am just, I'm glad I said yes and could be here to share, and I appreciate mm. the opportunity. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Bev. Okay. Take care. Gosh Bye-bye. Gosh Thanks for joining us, Bev. And that was a winning conversation, Jen. Mm. Wow. Willingness. Yeah. Is that so? Participation, Sangha support. It was all there. Yeah, and just how perfectly we're led when we just show up, just show up mm -hmm. and just practice. Yes. We're led so beautifully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so true, so true. And we have another caller. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, good evening. Um, this is Diane in Colorado. Hey, Diane. Hey, Diane. Hey, um, I feel like I'm going to bring everything down after your wonderful conversation with Beg. But uh, that's the, the opening gamut of the voice, huh? Well, it is. And um, mm -hmm. that grocery store with the murders of people, that was my grocery store. And I'm just, and it's, it's really hard for a community, and it's really hard for me. And I'm wondering what guidance you might have. Diane, can you say more? I'm not sure I completely followed what you were... But it sounds like something happened, and... Yeah, there was a grocery store where a shooter murdered 10 people. Aha, uh -huh. and that was in your community. That was, yeah, that was the grocery store that I go to, that everybody I know goes to, that my daughter goes to, the school mm. kids go. Um, wow. 
And so when you say what your guidance might be, say more about what you're looking at and looking for. I guess I don't know. As I was Mm -hmm. thinking about being in the queue, I was thinking, well, the guidance would be, I would imagine, to just hold yourself and others Mm -hmm. in compassion. Because I don't know that there's anything else that you can do. Yeah, amen. Because when something like that happens, There's so much that comes up for us, isn't there? Yeah. It touches on so much. And so being with ourselves, with ourselves, with, I mean, in this case, right, everyone in your environment, the community, with compassion seems like the only response. Yeah, I guess there's not much else you can do. And do you have a sense for you, Diane, you know, if we were to start with you, compassion for Diane, how that might look? Um, probably with having patience with myself and understanding that of course this is difficult. Exactly, exactly. And it's not something you just get over that's right. Uh, quickly or easily. Yeah. 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 So having patience with yourself and realizing that, of course, this is going to be difficult and that it isn't something that's just a, you know, wave a magic wand and it goes away, that there's a, there's a lot there. And it's a really big opportunity be with ourselves when we're in situations like that. You know, those are often the times where we bring out things like um, two-handed recordings. You know, we're listening to things that bring us back to that place of compassion. Maybe making recordings along the lines of what you're saying. You know, talking to I mean, I know you've got a young person in your environment, you know, other folks in your community, as you say, are going to be impacted by this. So what would you want to be saying to yourself and to others, maybe making a recording around that? You know, I'm here. It doesn't need to take any amount of time. I know it's hard. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's in the store the other day, not that store, it's not open yet, but 
my daughter's talking about where she would hide if there were a shooter. Yeah. It's a smart thing to think about, but really? Say that last line again, Diane. It's actually a smart thing to think about these days, but what a crazy Uh thing to have to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that place where we, we realize, wow, you know, in our, for many people on this call, in our world, things like that don't tend to happen. You know, a huge majority of the time they're not happening. And for folks around the world, a lot of that stuff is a lot more commonplace. And so, I mean, I think your word compassion was, was the word. That compassion for ourselves, for one another, for the reality that we live in a conditioned world, that each of us, you know, has egocentric karmic conditioning and, and the micro and macro ways that that plays out and the tremendous sense of compassion that that brings for all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And a good time to stay close, too, right? I mean, calling in the show is brilliant. What a perfect thing to do this evening, you know? And as much as possible, like Bev was saying, availing yourself of every opportunity you can to be in that compassion, to be in that. You know, that's what Sangha's for. We get to all come together and be in that place of compassion. Practice being there. It's all an opportunity to practice, that's for sure. It sure is. Amen. Yep. Okay, thanks, Jen. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for calling in, Diane. Take good care. Good night. Thanks for calling in, Diane. And, um, yes, Jen, compassion is the word that kept... uh, dropping in for me Mm -hmm. in such a difficult situation. Truly. Yeah. It really is. You know, it's just, yeah, there's a lot out there. (laughs) There's a lot out there. It's hard to be human. And it is what we've got. And so being with, I think that's the definition of compassion, right? Being Mm. with. Yes. That is really the, it's not the only thing that happens, certainly, when we say it's our only choice. I mean, in some ways, that isn't so, right? People do all kinds of things around things like that. But in terms of, you know, those of us on this call, that that seems to be the place, is to be with all of it, Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. as it is, exactly as we are. Yes, and the courage to keep showing up and doing that, despite whatever happens. Exactly, exactly so. The courage to keep showing up to do that, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Christina, currently in the Bay Area. Hi, Hi Christina. Christina. <laughs> Hi. Um, wow, so... Um, I'm just still kind of <laughs> letting all of that come in because I, even though I'm obviously not 
looking at what the last caller or any caller or the guest on Good News was, was looking at. It's all, it really is the same because I can still see the thread at what I'm practicing with kind of pull through all of these mm. varied experiences. And, um, so helpful. It, it really is. It really, really is. Um, yeah, so um, I keep, you know, I've been practicing with that, the guidance of encountering things and, and transcending. And um, there seems to be this piece where I keep um, going back to the, um, the part in the daily, not the daily recollection, but the, the little one that we say. I don't know what it's called. But we call that the short recitation. That's, okay. that's, the fan, that's the official name. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so not the little one, but the short one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, you know, to drop that and, and suffering. Just that one uh-huh. part of drop that. Yeah. And I have found yeah. that so mm. helpful lately. And the, mm. the clearest example that I have is um, I did the guided imagery from Friday year-long retreat assignment. Mm-hmm. I did it on Saturday, and, you know, I recorded it for myself in a separate recording. I was lying in bed. It was quiet. And, um, and I got to this place of just presence. You know, this plain old presence, you know, it's really focused on the breath and the body. And then, like lightning speed, this image came in, a review of this really tense moment I had at work. And a couple days before, and it was, and I, because I was in presence, like, I was so aware of the sensations, the argument, the fear, the wanting to run, the, you know, just all the things that were going on. I mean, the story was so vivid. And I got, I got pulled off to it for a while. And then the assignment had said, you know, record what you saw after you do that practice. And, um, Mm -hmm. And and so then I, I recorded about everything that I saw, but I had almost missed the part of that I was in presence. <laughs> mm. And it was, oh, yeah. it, was, it was only through the recording aspect huh. that, that I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what had happened, right? But like, what was going on? And yeah. then I got to re- remind myself of that and how quickly and how easily it you know that moment gets taken taken over yeah. by this attention on you know yes. paying attention to how it works as opposed right. to wow you know what about just dropping that not that I don't want to be paying yeah. attention to yeah. see it but how about just dropping that and yeah. not having to do anything to just be in presence I don't have to get there I get to yeah. just be right. here. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, that is a giant commercial for recording and listening, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> and doing our homework. Yeah. yeah. Because there you are. So you've recorded it for yourself. You're, you're really there, just taking it in, just find yourself in presence. And no big surprise, you know, you can just see conditioning in the background, right? Which, which movie should right. we play? Oh, that one from a couple <laughs> days ago. It worked. Perfect. You know, right. roll. And it pulls yeah. you off. And then yeah. something pulls you back to, to remind you, oh, yeah, there was that piece of the assignment to record what we saw. And as you're recording yeah. it, realizing 
you know, it was happy to re. Oh, and then you, you know, you were thinking about this and that and blah. But then realizing, hang on a second, there was a whole other component. I was present. I was there. And then having that piece of the recitation drop in of that's it. That's the, and drop that and end suffering. I don't even have to have a whole big idea of what was going on there and why the, I can just drop it and end suffering in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not that I want to run away from seeing it, because I don't know why I have Mm -hmm. to say this out loud, but it's not like I don't want to pay attention to that process, that ego process, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I do want to experience it so that I can drop that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think yeah. maybe that's the transcending piece, you know? Like, I, I don't really know yet, but it sort of feels like maybe. You're highly suspicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think, I think because if we picture it, right, let's see. Let me just follow that through. If, if in every moment, whatever came up, you know, that the voices were trying to put in front of me, if in every moment I was simply dropping that and ending suffering, dropping that and ending suffering, dropping that, that doesn't seem to transcend <laughs> suffering, doesn't it? <laughs> right. When you put it in those terms, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know yeah, what so I love about it, Christina, is just that that piece that you said of it's not that I'm trying to avoid it or I'm gonna, you know, not look at the thing that's so brilliant is it it just won't work. If that's what I start to do, if what I'm starting to do is to quote avoid it and, you know, get a, mm-hmm. try to get away from the suffering, it just won't work. So I don't have to worry exactly. about that really. Right. I just because (laughs) if I'm able to drop it and then suffering, go for it. It's just that at some point, you know, I'll probably come up against something that's stickier than that. I it's not available to me to simply drop it and end suffering. So then I'll whatever I do, I do a two hander recording. I bring it to guidance. I call into the radio show. I whatever it is. And then at some point I'll drop it and end suffering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that is that is exactly right. I love that. Yeah, and just one final, like, RL piece, you know, so that was mm-hmm. Saturday. You know, by Monday, I'd already forgotten all of it, so luckily I had it on my recorder. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Listen to yeah. it all again and just be reminded of, and then have the next kind of layer un- unfold. Exactly. So, exactly, yeah. because then when it tries to pull that over on you again, there's that, this is familiar, Right? Because it's exactly like Bev was talking about, where, you know, listening to the radio show, she registers that thing that someone says about, you know, really questioning the voice. And then at some point that comes back to her. So now, same thing here. You've got this recording that you made around everything you saw around this. You've listened back to it. So it's in awareness now. So the, so the next time that's happening to you, you're much more likely to be triggered. Oh, yeah, that's the same thing that I've been looking at around the ha-ha. Exactly, yeah. And there's that yeah. thread going through all of these. There's that thread that you started out with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you. It's been wonderful to talk to Thanks, you. Christina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for calling. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us. That's Christina. And uh, Jen, what I got from that conversation was the laughter, the humor, the, <laughs> the sure sign of disidentification, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it is great. It's crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? 
Hi, Jen. Hi, Michael. It's Barbara calling from Australia. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Hi. Um, ooh, my heart just started going a bit faster. Mm. Just mm-hmm. take a breath. Mm. Absolutely. Take your time. Yeah. I was I was wanting to call in to get some guidance around um, working with chronic pain in meditation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, partly, I've been thinking. I mean, really, I mean, five years now that I've had this um, particular kind of chronic pain, and it definitely has really impacted. Well, it's changed my practice, um, mm. but. I've also noticed that my my pull to to distraction is mm. um, is much greater, um, uh-huh. and yeah, I just, I think it was this morning on the radio show I I heard Sherry say something along the lines of you know whatever we give our attention to grows um, mm. gets bigger and. So I guess that's one of the things that I notice when I when I meditate. Um, it's such a strong pull on my attention. Um, the physical to pain to, is such a strong yeah, pull on your attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and you know sometimes I can work with that by just you know just really being with it, like sort of really going mm-hmm. to it. And um, mm-hmm. just being with the sensations, and that can that can be helpful. And then other times, it just feels sort of like an endurance test. Uh huh. Yeah. So really, seeing that the physical pain really pulls at your attention, and it sounds like there are times where you really can be with that, and and in a sense, go directly towards it. And then other times where it feels like it's really an endurance contest, really, really at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it sort of feels um, uh, or sort of feels like I'd be just better getting up and walking around. Uh-huh, yeah. And um, that's kind of the piece I'm guessing you're looking at is those times where it feels like such an endurance contest that the sense can be, gosh, I, I'd be better, up just, better off just standing up and moving, not staying sitting yeah. here. Uh-huh. yeah. And do you have structures for yourself, Barbara, in terms of, um, so on a given day, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to meditate for X period of time in such and such a way that feels like it's, the, it's my best shot at, you know, being alert. Of course, every meditation posture, one of the huge things we want to do is to be here, to be, you know, yeah. giving the body the signals that we're awake and aware and all those things. Um, but choosing an amount of time and a, a physical posture to sit in that's going to give you your best shot physically. Yeah, yeah. I've sort of, I've sort of figured that out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the posture has got something to do with it. Has really altered my practice. I can't sit in the, in practice. My neck kind of goes into spasm, and um, mm. so I have to lie. And I can't. I used to, <laughs> I used to, to lie on my back, which was sort of the next best mm. thing, but now I have to actually lie on my side. Um, mm. And I can just feel how it's just a lot harder to 
my mind wanders more. Um, I just, it's a very, it's a different experience. And I guess there's a part of me that's wanting to have the other experience <laughs> and thinking this is the wrong experience. But um, the other but experience also, being the one where I'm not so darn distracted by the physical stuff. That that's right. Or when I can uh-huh. be in actual meditation posture, or even if I can be on my back, but somehow being on my side, it feels very kind of asymmetrical. And anyway, I don't know. It's just it's different. It's quite different, mm-hmm. and my mind is less attentive, um, mm-hmm. harder to get into that any that place of sort of quietness. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I guess it's sort of. Um, I guess where I'm kind of really looking is like if I, it's not, I, I consistently practice still. So I haven't stopped yeah, practicing. Good for you. So, good for you. And I good don't, for you. I, I change position rather than get up and stop. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll have my 20 minute practice period. Although sometimes I think um, mm-hmm. maybe I'm better off having a couple of shorter practice periods if if it's bad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and just to underline what you're saying in those last few sentences, Barbara, that that's it, right? Because this is awareness practice. We're practicing awareness, and that's exactly what you're describing. You know, I mean, who who could blame us, right? I mean, who could blame us? Like, I I don't actually want the physical pain, okay? So <laughs> if I can take that away, or or yeah. you know, going back to what we were looking at with Diane, I mean, ooh, I don't want that to have happened, right? All those things yeah. that, gosh, I really I want something else. So there, okay, we start with being in compassion for that. You know, I mean, who could blame us for not wanting that experience and it is the experience we have. And so exactly as you say, looking at every piece of it, what happens when this, what happens when that, what about this period of time, what about that period of time. I mean, Ashwini will often talk with people on shows about, you know, okay, so on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to do it this way. On Tuesday, Thursday, right, I'm mm. going to do it this way. Or this week I'm going to try it this way. This week I'm going to try it this way. You know, whatever it might be, but but above all, really employing the process that you're employing, which is that that paying attention and not the other piece that you said a minute ago, I'm continuing to practice. That's Mm. it. Right? We used Mm. to have a T-shirt. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Mm. That's all. We just keep going. Yeah, I think sort of hearing myself talk about it, I can see that... um, part of it, a piece of it, is feeling like there's a particular experience I should be having that I'm not having. Yeah, yeah, that's um, important to see. Yeah. yeah. But but there is also a, a very genuine inquiry into um, when is it just not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yes. We, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I guess, you know, when getting up and moving the body is the more helpful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, two things occur to me as you say that, Barbara. One, I project it would be fabulous to call in and have that conversation with Sherry at some point. But mm-hmm. also that, you know, in the same way that 
I was going to say, none of us can answer that for anybody else. But it's really, we could say, I can't even answer that for myself in the sense that I only have this moment. Mm. I only have this moment. So I'm in this meditation. I'm paying attention. I'm here. I'm aware. I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can do. And what occurs to me is to stay put. I'm here, I'm aware in this meditation, and what, what occurs to me is to move. I'm here, and that, right? So, so very seldom do we get an answer in the way that conditioning wants a, quote, answer, but more simply staying with the, that process of looking that you've been demonstrating through the conversation. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's the place that I can experiment with yeah you know okay. experiment with next time i'm sitting there you know thinking it feels like an endurance test to stop and get up and move and then see see what happens see how that feels and such a great place for the recorder i find yeah. one of my favorite ways of using record the recorder is when i'm in the middle of exactly an inquiry like you're in especially when there's something that feels really, really real and true. It's really, really real and true that, I don't know, whatever it would be, you know, people have often talked about it with addiction. You know, I'm addicted to such and such. Okay, well, I'm going to use the recorder around that in every piece of it, especially the places where I feel really stuck. I've got to have that thing. I'm going to have that thing. Okay, and I'm going to record about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really okay. making, it in, making it into that inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jen. Yeah, it's good to um, it's good to be reflected to talk about it. Yeah. You know, one other thing, quickly before you go, Barbara, that occurs to me as you're saying that is that place that we talk about. I don't know if you've ever heard the sort of more formal meditation instruction that we we do in various places, but. Often when people will, with something like an itch, you know, oh, God, I have this itch, I've got to itch it. We often talk about, um, you know, that voice is saying, I'm going to die if I don't scratch Mm. that itch. We often talk about, okay, and I'm going to take one more breath Mm. beyond that just to prove to the voice that it's not in control of my meditation practice. So that could be, as you're in this inquiry, that could Mm. be a fun tool to utilize. Mm. Okay, lots to look at. <laughs> lots to look at and, and hopefully report back. Never a dull moment. Okay, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. Never a dull moment, that's for sure, Jen. And I was also, what dropped in as you were speaking is that place about wanting an answer. I must have an answer, you know, all caps, yeah. <laughs> bold, yeah. conditioned mind. <laughs> I need yeah. the answer rather, rather than, well, this moment, this, and next moment, uh, something else. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and what I see it? as I'm, you know, yes, yeah. go ahead. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I was just, I was just saying as I was talking that, the relief, actually, of not having an answer and knowing that I don't need one 
is uh, yeah, that's just a, a miraculous place to be. It is, and that's exactly it, Michael, because, yeah, when we realize we don't need one, then we, we're free, right? Because, yeah, it's just it's so good. The voice is going to torture us, right? So in order to, to try to get away from that voice, I want to know what the answer is so I can do the right thing so that voice can't get me. But to realize I don't. Hmm. That voice is not true. It's not real. It has. It's not so. It's just yeah. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no answer, and you still don't get to torture me. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And Jen, we are going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Excellent. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart, and one of those is by celebrating the people you love. Our one-of-a-kind customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days into an extraordinary life. Welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. It's Karen. Hi, Michael. Hi, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey. Um, Wow, I've just, um, I really had to be with myself on this call today. I I called in specifically to talk about something, and then I've just gone all different places. But um, Mm. I do want to, I do want to look at this. because um, I, I've been, just with this awareness, I've been really noticing, um, but it, I notice after the fact when I'm not aware. So mm-hmm. um, it's, kind, it's a same process that would happen to me sometimes at the monastery when I would be partway down the path and notice I had my kitchen shoes on. Right. Such a great um, moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and it's like there was no awareness when I came out of the dining hall that I wasn't aware. I thought I was aware, right? But then I then I looked down and I see these shoes and I'm like, oh, where was I? And I and that's what I'm trying to look at because um, Uh I've been shown a, a few times lately where I've just it's been that same exact process. And um, so, in there, a process where the equivalent of something happens, like you get down the path and there are your shoes, and you would have said, "No, no, I was aware," but the fact that you're wearing your indoor shoes <laughs> gives you a whole other story 
but somehow it's it's very tricky to look at, isn't it? Because I wasn't aware that I wasn't aware. It's just that this thing shows up down the line that mirrors that for me. Yes. And so I've been trying. So and it's kind of like I have to look back and like and and there must have been some awareness there because I could look back. What recently had happened in the kitchen at my house, and I was, I was just making some muffins, and um, in the middle of it, my my dog um, came up to me and let me know that she was hungry. So I and I was so I, you know, I stopped and I'm talking to her and I'm going in another room and getting her food and I'm opening up this little can and I'm going to mix her a little wet food in with her dry food and I'm talking to her and I I um and it was and I I put the I put a scoop of the dog food into the muffins I was making and I and, and, it, and it was funny I mean it was like I'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh you know and of course yeah she was all excited she thought I was making her something really special and and um but it was like those moments of like okay how did that happen and um because prior to that it felt like i was so focused it felt like there was expanded awareness it felt like like i was really aware when my dog came in and you know and she she let me know in this really cute way and um i mean it just and yet that I could see, I, I thought, okay, what, like, what was going on? And what, and the, the things I noticed is that when I was making the muffins, I'm making them for something, uh, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, with the, <laughs> <laughs> not with the dog food. Now they are a special treat for her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, and so I was, I was excited and maybe a little bit giddy. And I mm-hmm. thought I was focused, and it was fun. There was energy, and then I and I was mm-hmm. also going to make another thing after. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was. So when I actually looked and I thought, okay, it seemed like I, I I would have said I was focused, but when I really looked at it, my mind was racing, kind of like mm-hmm. it was. It was like jumping around really fast from. Mm-hmm thing to thing to thing. I'm, I'm not, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have clues so that when, I'm, when I find myself with those sensations in that sort of place that actually feels kind of good, and I'm putting little quotation marks, that it's prob- I'm probably not there. Mm-hmm. And So as you say, you would have said you were there because you know, there was making the muffins for the thing and there was some, uh, you didn't say enthusiasm, I forget what word you use, but possibly some giddiness yeah. and talking to the your dog. And so it really felt like you were there, but then dog food goes in the, <laughs> in the muffins. And so yeah. there's your clue. And then, but what's interesting, you said you, you referred to this with the changing the shoes thing also is that when you look back, you realize, well, there was some awareness there because in this case, awareness was seeing, oh, you know what? I actually can see that there was some giddiness there and some, so there was some awareness of what was going on and you're looking at what are the clues that I might not be quite as here as I think I am. 
Yes. And um, mm-hmm. and that it seems like I would have said uh, I was focused because I kept, you know, I was checking the recipe. There were a lot of different ingredients and, you know, different measurements and all these different spices. And, um, and I would have said I was focused, but when I really looked back, I realized, I was the opposite of focused. I I was, mm. I was. Um, it was like a, I, I think I was multitasking. I was like I was in a place of thinking I'm um, like I was think I was going to make some Irish soda bread too, which I did. But I mm-hmm. um, I was just thinking about all these things. They were happy things, uh-huh. but I was uh-huh. I was the opposite of focused. So you would have thought you were focused, but it sounds like what you're seeing is, in a sense, the process was multitasking because there was sort of a jumping around to different ingredients, different measures, even different recipes. Oh, and I'm going to make Irish soda bread. And so realizing that actually it was the opposite of focused, there was quite a bit of a process of multitasking. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And and I, I was excited. I was going to see family that I hadn't seen in a long time, but people have been vaccinated and I was, Mm. and, uh, you know, and there was that. Mm -hmm. And then when I went, went over, you know, went to visit my family, I I told them what I did with the muffins because I don't know, you know, it's like, it just, it was, it was funny. I mean, it was funny, Mm -hmm. but then, Mm my family started telling me the things that they do. So I do, I mean, that were like um, in the same, you know, they were in the same realm of things that they had done, like, you know, just just some really interesting things. I don't need to go into those stories. But, you know, that I know I'm not the only one that does that. And, you know, and it's like um, walking into the house and, not being there if I set the keys down and then, mm-hmm. you know, having no idea where I set the keys and yeah. um, having to go look for them. It's that type of thing. It's, se- it's seemingly small, but it can have big in- implement- implications in my life. And um, uh-huh. so and anyway, I don't know if there's... And so- well, it strikes me as you're saying that, Karen, as you say, we all do it certainly, um, as human beings. (laughs) And I think if I'm tracking what you're saying, there's sort of two things about it. So there can be an approach of, gosh, I I better, I need to stop doing that because that could have big consequences. So let me, you know, figure out how this is happening so I can not have that happen. But as awareness practitioners, it sounds like one of, you know, sort of as you started out with, the benefits of having those moments, dog food goes in the muffins, you know, indoor shoes are halfway down the path. Those moments are just big clues for us of, wow, you know, I think one thing is going on. I think I'm really focused. I think I'm here. I think I'm aware. And that's obviously not what's going on. So not so much from the perspective of, oh, I better kind of clean up my act and change this as much as, wow, those are some really cool concrete clues of what attention is up to that I might not yet be seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I, I guess what I'm what I what I'm asking is just how to work with it. And I don't um the, I I don't really know um the, I, I just all I know is that when it happens 
to stop and just, you know, acknowledge it and then see what I can see about how that happened. Um, but th- that just feels so out of after the fact. I mean, be wave runner to just be present, and not have it happen. But the thing of it is, <laughs> I don't know. It. <laughs> I don't know when I'm not. I don't know that I'm not present when I'm when it's happening. And yeah. um, well, and did you just say, Karen, that it would be way more fun if it didn't happen? And I can't. How did you say that? Yeah, it would be way more fun to just be present and not have it happen. Uh huh. You know, just be because... way more. Um, well, I wouldn't have to make a second batch of muffins, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whole thing, uh-huh. you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And plus, it's, it's, um, ego has some things to say about it. There's some I messages bet. that come with, yeah. you know, and I mean, it was like, oh, I'm really glad I didn't do this in the kitchen at the monastery. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. here. Of course, here I am telling everybody that I did it. But still, it's, you know, it's um, it's yeah. just, I don't know. Maybe there's there's definitely ego gives me some messages about it. Yep. And that's not yep. fun, and, um, yep. and yet it's, um, I know darn well it's a process that has been going on my whole entire life. I can remember my whole yep. life instances where things like this have happened. Uh-huh. Well, even just in this conversation, Karen, it sounds like there's so much opportunity in it, right? Yeah. Because, right, so starting to really uncover, well, Ego has a lot to say around this. Yeah. And so that could have a really big impact on, on how I'm, quote, working with it. If, if ego is essentially delivering a subtle or sometimes not so subtle beating around all of it, then, and I'm trying to make it not happen so I don't have to go through that, that's one thing, right? Right. But if we go, as kind of everyone's been talking about tonight, and I think you're referring to, if we use it as an opportunity to see all of that, that could really be useful. And yeah. then to see, okay, well, what would it be like to just approach us? You know, it's kind of that place of um, sometimes we'll do a process map, right? And you process map something that goes on. And one of the reasons the process map can be so helpful is that then when we're in the process, it's actually happening to me right now, I get to see, okay, all right, so I woke up at this sticky. Now, can I just get a sense of what was happening right before that, which is what you were describing, I think. Oh, that's interesting. That's a really good, um, just even making a process map of what the voices are saying about it would be really helpful because I, yeah. I know that I kind of, don't listen to what they say, but they are talking, and that, and I'm sure I'm getting it on a level, getting the message on some level about, oh boy, you know, whatever it means, like you're hopeless or you know, you're never, exactly. whatever. And so, just that, you're right. That would be really helpful um, to, yeah, to not have the, not have any sense of feeling bad or. Exactly. about it to just exactly um, yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool to <laughs> turn it on its head completely. So what the voice says is, okay, you really should practice with this, Karen, so you can kind of stop doing those things that you shouldn't really be doing. But instead, if we start practicing with it as a way to calibrate to unconditional love, mm, that would be a lot more fun potentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? No meetings yeah. no matter what. Dog food in the muffins. All right, dog food in the muffins. <laughs> the dog is going to love those muffins. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, thank you. I've I've seen a next step here for myself, and um, just given a you know a way to look at it, and also just as it pertains to the year long retreat, you know that that was definitely. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking at the collapsed place of awareness. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I mean, in a way, it kind of, you know, it kind of is a gift in that sense, right? Yeah. It's a very concrete way to look at that. Yeah. You know, to get an experience yeah. and an opportunity yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Go happy. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And another fabulous conversation, Jen. And in the interest of time, I'm going to go straight to our next caller. Perfect. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, it's Jodine in California. Hi, Jodine. Hey, what an what an amazing show! Um, and I have to say that uh, um, when Bev said she sometimes falls asleep. Um, mm-hmm. I identified with that myself, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and that being in the queue is a great way to stay awake through the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot more incentive there. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine that? Yeah. You are unmuted. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Which um, would invariably be the the time when ego would choose to wake us up, right? Is as soon as we're unmuted. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So. Um, well, I just wanted to share something about the um, th- from the year long last week um, okay. uh, when we were doing attention on awareness, attention. Mm-hmm. and um, um, and, and in the um, in the beginning of the week, I I was um, like, okay, you know, there was somebody like really enthusiastic. We're practicing. We're practicing with this, right? And um, and so. Uh, um, in the afternoon one day, my timer went off for my reflective listening buddy call. Hmm. Um, and I was standing in line at the grocery store with a, with a, ba- a basket full of groceries. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh-huh. That's sort of a dog food in the muffins moment, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And, um, and I saw something. I'm still kind of looking at it. Um, conditioning immediately said... Um, well, at least you can text your buddy and tell her you're not going to make this call. Mm. And, then, and then another person stepped up and said, I'm not missing this call for anything. Mm. Um, and so I found myself, you know, walking to customer service, um, asking them to hold my, my basket for half an hour. Wow. And, wow. and I went to the, to the car and I made the call. So I had a, a place, there you, go. you know. Wow. And, yep. and so what I've been seeing about that is um, how often, you know, how often it happens that, you know, there's, there's movement, um, life presents me with something, 
And somebody answers that. And the question is, you know, who steps up to answer the call? Uh-huh. So if I'm tracking, Jodine, in other words, that, um, well, at least I can text my buddy to say I'm, I'm not going to be on the call. Are you talking about that as the thing that stepped up to answer the call? Well, initially, right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the next voice says, oh, no, no way. We're practicing uh, today. Got it. Right? Got it. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. It's remarkable, and, isn't it? To get to know, hear that set. It's really a, it's similar to what Bev was talking about. It's a questioning process. Not going straight with that first, well, I, I, can't, do, I can't do the call so well, but at least I can text my buddy. But then up comes right. that, hang on a second, I'm not missing this call. Right. Um, and I might call that person like the practice hero. You know, mm-hmm. the practice hero mm-hmm. stepped in and said, yep. no way. Um, no way, you're not taking my call from me. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and I just had this kind of like, hmm. And so what I ended up processing in my call was that very, you know, movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I kind of got to is like, you know, there's this, no, you know, could it be, just, just a thought experiment maybe, mm-hmm. could it be that because I was practicing, because I set that intention um, that I was in maybe a heightened or we say expanded state of awareness mm. and that part of what happens is like a vibrational match. Like, like the person who answers the call, you know, um, matched vibrationally the person mm. who was intending to practice today. Mm. hmm and that felt like it, it resonated for you when you saw that, that there's a, there's a match there between the person who wants to practice and that call that was put out there. Um, yes, I mean, that particular call, but as a process, you know, exactly. every day life is calling me, you know, to, to one thing or another. Um, yeah. And the, um, you know, and that, that notion that if, if my, I don't know, if, if, the, if the vibration is raised or something, then I'll have a better chance of um, having, uh, you know, having the experience of meeting life on life's terms instead of, um, you know, I mean, there's tons of times when that, that voice would come in and say, oh, you better text your buddy because you can't make the call this week. Um, when that would be the only voice I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, it sounds like you're sort of embarking on an inquiry because, yeah. I mean, very similar to what so many people have pointed at really this evening, where that whole set of things that there you are, <laughs> you know, your timer goes off for your call and you're standing in the grocery line and that's, it sets off really a whole inquiry. Wow, that's so interesting. You know, and then this happened, and then I took the call, and I, you know, all those things. And then you start to look at it, it sounds like, and, you know, ideally not going to condition mine to kind of noodle it, but just being open to insights around it and maybe doing some recording and listening and, and seeing what you see about it. Definitely. And, and definitely, as callers called tonight, I was seeing the thread, so to speak, that somebody talked yeah. about, um, yeah. that, that this thread is kind of, wind, you know, going through it. 
And I think the, um, um, the place that I don't want to go, of course, is um, it's, it's good to be in an expanded state of awareness, but you weren't, you know, and like, you know, exactly. like I don't want to let conditioning Not take helpful. over this insight and say, like, it knows exactly. all about awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. And so, you know, we just see what we see from a workshop like that. You know, again, as I keep saying, my favorite way is just to record about it and then just let it go, right? Move on and figure, goodness knows I'm going to be in the workshop again before long. You know, the dog food's going to go in the thing or my indoor shoes are going to be on halfway down the path or the, you know, whatever is going to happen. I'm going to get to have that workshop again. I'll get to see what I see about it then. I'll record about it and then move on. And, and that's how we, you know, our awareness of all of this stuff deepens. It unfolds yes. over time. Yeah, th- thank you for that. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to cling to this. I think it's. It was really cool when it dropped in, and I and I do keep yeah. going back to think about it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, but clinging clinging to an insight is the first you know way to kill it, basically. So <laughs> exactly to close it all down. Right. Yeah. So well, thanks for calling in with it tonight, Jodine, and yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for on. all the opportunities. Yeah, amen. Go happy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Jodine. And wow, Jen, a lot of fabulous conversations tonight. Yeah, a lot of different things. That was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Thanks for being here. And thanks to all Sangha for being here. And go happy. Thanks to you, Michael. Go happy. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night.